From Crystal Park Media, this is your favorite show of the Mombasa Magazine podcast. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of Keeping It Kenyan. Mombasa Magazine, inspiring the leader in you. Greetings, you're now tuned into Keeping It Kenyan. I'm African Herbs Man. And I'm Salah Sekai. I'm Josiah Owiti. Brother Josiah in the place. It's been a minute, been a minute since we've been inside the studio. Corona had us locked down, self-distancing and all these other things. But we was like, you know what? We got to link up, record something new, f- fresh for the people. So, Selah. So, today we are talking about what everybody's thinking and talking about coronavirus, COVID-19, how it's affected us, how it's affected business, mental health, um, what people are doing, interventions that are currently ongoing, um, really ideas prob- probably of uh, what we can borrow from each other now that we've been <laughs> in isolation and we've come together today. So maybe we can just share what we've been doing, what we've been doing. and how we've been trying to stay sane and what impact it has had on us financially, mentally. With our families as well, there's been a trend of increased... Um, domestic violence you know so a number of things have just kind of like hit the roof depression <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i guess um yeah let's let's open it up today it's, it's freestyle talking today uh, yeah i guess <laughs> we could start with what we've been doing to keep yourself sane you i know? had a mental shutdown i just you stopped thinking <laughs> 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 yes i had to call you up and you're just like i have no ideas to do anything <laughs> <laughs> nothing's going on <laughs> so you had to shake up shake it up but yeah i get you you know because this is new hey you know it's actually new this is new and the last generation that experienced this is not around to even give us any ideas who are and these people which which, which the last century pandemic in 1918 <laughs> and they didn't even yeah. write books enough <laughs> for us to be able to read and to know what's happening so this is all new for us you know the online generation we're used to being online, being out in the world, partying, dancing, doing business, hustling. You know, all that has just come to a complete stop. Something as basic as a high five. Do you know how, <laughs> you know, just think about it like a high five. No, a huh? hug, a you know, hug. a hug. It's basic, the, but it's... The loss of personal touch. Yeah. <laughs> the new normal that they're trying to say, you know, is that, is this what going to be? The new normal where we just greet from a meter and a half away. <laughs> we are African people. We like touch, you know, high fives and mm. hugs and drum beats and, <laughs> and eating together. <laughs> I think actually maybe Africans are the ones who invented the hugs and the high fives. <laughs> 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 I don't know, but I know one thing that's probably been driving your parents crazy is this whole transition into educating online. Mm. I know, um, I'm having my struggles a bit with <laughs> my daughter, but we're making it through pretty much. But um, I've heard some, you know, some people are really, really struggling with it, you know. And and this whole question about why am I paying fees and I'm the one teaching my child now that's coming up. Do I get a refund? <laughs> and, <things like> that. <laughs> and now teachers are like, now you see what we go through. So now she must really appreciate us more than ever before. So, 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 share us a little bit about your struggles with the online teaching. Mm, I think uh, basically we are having a situation where 
parents are being forced to be teachers at the same time to be parents and at home i think it's just too much work for the parents it's too much work yeah it's too much work at the same time you're still expected to pay fees and um uh, it's it's a difficult position to be a parent especially at this time because i think it is in the best interest for our parents to take their kids to a school they see fit and unfortunately some of these schools that us parents we think or we see are fit are the private schools and right now we are having cases left right and center it's like there's no day you'll open the news in our country and then you'll see that uh there's nothing about education in our country because parents and teachers at loggerheads administrations are loggerheads with their teachers and parents and uh, i think if it's for the safeguarding of the children's interests i think the schools have lost it they're no longer in the interest of the children they are looking out out of out for their own interests and they've forgotten about their key stakeholder which are the parents because once the parents do not have the trust that you can take care of our kids i think as parents we are out yeah. So so you think homeschooling is going to be the new normal? Thank you. Actually, homeschooling <laughs> is the new normal because <laughs> That's what it sounds like because homeschooling is a situation where even though I don't think it will apply for everyone, homeschooling is a situation where the parent has to now decide what do I want them to study at what time? Mm-hmm. Because we are basically homeschooling. Mm-hmm. And at the same time we expect it to go and feed so to speak feed the children, mm-hmm. take care of them. So mm. we are the the person who's actually gaining at this time is the parent because you're getting to see the institutions that are supposed to be taking care of your loved ones have become so parasitic in their nature that the what do you call it the cheese has moved on <laughs> but they are basically still crying where is my cheese you know <laughs> yeah they are where is my cheese but the cheese moved on a long time ago right hmm. yeah so i think that's a situation uh homeschooling is a new normal it's a new normal yes it's a new normal and i uh, don't know if everybody's ready for that new normal <laughs> me as a parent actually I'm <laughs> you're ready for it so to speak i've been seeing it coming okay. it's just that i can see my kids are still way too young as in mm. yeah but i think it's a new normal Okay, I'm kind of on the fence with that. You're on the fence? Yeah. I think it's just a situation where we are allowing already there was a huge gap between public and private schools. Yeah. Now this is just making the gap wider. True. And we're putting a spotlight on it. Mm-hmm. That's now for me is the biggest um mm-hmm. concern that's happening right now because if the government says schools are closed enjoy the holiday, mm-hmm. but another group of people say we're in session pay fees. We're online. We're online. Yeah. Attend class at nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. So, at the end of the day, when the year is over and we get to like measure the effort of the private school and the public school, it's all done by a test. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, the person who's at home enjoying and having a holiday, and the one who's spending money online and their effort and their time and getting frustrated, and you know the child mm-hmm. can't sit alone, and you have to still monitor, and you have to, you know, all the things that are being done to ensure that this kid is getting the knowledge that they need mm-hmm. against the same other child in another home where they don't have access to any of this material. No internet. So the day you push them, nothing, you know. Yeah. So then now that, that divide is getting wider. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to put them against the same exam, you know. And then I had somebody today mention, are they going to be made to pay fees again when the schools open? Is it going to be carried forward? You know, as in, so mm-hmm. there are a lot of things that are in the gray space. Yeah, a lot of things. In the gray space. <laughs> but... Also, beyond being the gray space is the issue of social 
you know norms like mm-hmm. are we going to take up what the government says because the guy was very was very clear i am not he was very categorical i am not a cs for just the public schools i'm a cs for education in kenya okay so the we Republic are all of kenya, under, yes. you know as mm-hmm. long as you are kenyan you need to abide by what he said mm-hmm. but why do we think or feel that the fact that i have some extra money and i can afford you know better education mm-hmm. and now you know subject myself you know as a parent myself first i am uh, being disturbed <laughs> <laughs> subject myself to uh-huh. having to spend on a laptop on the internet mm-hmm. sit with this child you know learn it skills that i didn't even have you know so mm-hmm. you're being made to grow in places that perhaps would be discomfort you know yeah. ideally you'd not be spending your time doing such things you'd True. be you know watching tv and enjoying the holiday as we've been told <laughs> so i think when you look at it in terms of just the, the social divide even beyond the, the the pain of paying fees beyond the pain of the mm. disturbances but as a country the social digital, divide what's happening divide, on the huh? international space you're a person who's representing the diaspora right the now diaspora. <laughs> so tell us there um i think it's pretty much the same thing except for in the states i know public schools um all of them went online versus what kenya did where kenyans are like public schools y'all just go on vacation whatever all the public school systems have gone online because you know in the states we're a little bit more connected than kenya as far as internet and electricity and stuff so it's easier for that but i did see there were drives to get donations for ipads and stuff like that to get those those children who don't have ipads at home you still have that existing you know but um like I know my friends and my family back home, back in New York, they're teaching their children online too and going through the same frustrations, the same. It's, like it's a second global issue. Yeah, no, it's a global issue. Definitely whoever is able to go online to teach their kids at home are going through some issues and some growth, growing pains, I would say. And if this is going to become the new normal, then we have to see how this is going to pan out for <laughs> education i, I particularly sense. think the basically there are certain there are a number of industries that have been disrupted and education is one of the mm-hmm. one of the key areas that has been disrupted and if you're looking at it under disruption i think we need to start asking ourselves then what is the way forward because yeah. you see if you say like for instance in new york in the u.s they're already thinking of donations of ipads they're getting to realize that as much as we are moving forward let no one we don't leave anyone behind mm-hmm. right in our case whereby you find like in our country there are country there are schools that have moved so, so much ahead that mm-hmm. the person they have left behind is the parent <laughs> right so how do you build an how do you build a business where your key client has a problem with you what solutions are you offering right so you see like for instance in our country even the government knows very clearly that we are not able to do the classes but they have they have upped their online what do you call it radio classes they have upped their tv classes which means you can't say that the government is doing nothing mm-hmm. but radio and tv is almost in every household and even if there's no tv in the way as we know tv maybe there's a phone you can basically i'm not saying everyone is covered but at least a vast majority are mm-hmm. right so they are doing that what about the rest of us right because i know and i know of the parents i've spoken to you find like to a typical home there's one laptop or two laptops so you have three kids what do you do hmm. <laughs> you have four kids what do you do what do you do and then the classes start at nine and the another one starts at ten so will you leave them with your laptop or will you go to work 
because at the same time you're the same parent whom your employer is telling you you need to do work from home so will you go rush buying the laptops for your kids while at the same time you're paying fees equivalent of the price of two or three laptops <laughs> these are paradoxical questions <laughs> in this gray area times that gray we live area in area times <laughs> and we would love to have somebody who's in the education sector come and shed some light for us yeah. you know one of the days that um as you yeah. listen to this and you feel like it's something you have an opinion about, maybe mm-hmm. just write to us and come and let us hear how we can <coughs> answer those gray areas <laughs> because so we don't know the answers. I don't know the answers. <laughs> uh, those are very good questions you raised, though. Some stuff I didn't even think about. This is Keeping It Kenyan, brought to you by Mombasa Magazine Podcast. Mombasa Magazine, inspiring the leader in you. Let's just pivot a bit. Let's change topics. But still surrounding this COVID-19 coronavirus because that's just the nature of life right now. There's no way around it. It's the trending topic. Trending. It's trending everywhere. It's trending everywhere. It's infectious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's, let's talk about how it's affecting the local market here in Mombasa, particularly since we're, you know, we're based here in Mombasa. How do you think, um, how's corona affected the market here? business-wise um speaking as an sme and here sme we're talking about small medium enterprises um personally i feel like it's already just by the fact you're small and medium you really have to work a lot harder to get any kind of business coming to you mm-hmm. when even when the market is fine mm-hmm. because you're at the point where you need to um, build confidence in people, let them trust you that your mother, that your business or your service is good and the like. Now, take that out and add in a whole new dynamic where nobody really understands when it's going to end. They don't know how they should be able to manage this. Mm-hmm. And, this sort of, and this I mean is if you have workforce and they have to come and they get sick on your, on your, your premise, space, yeah. that's a totally different um, expense that you had never budgeted for because you don't have mm-hmm. a, a line in your budget line called <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's, no, there's nothing that. called pandemic on the budget line. True, you know? true, true. So when you look at some of these things from, you know, just this perspective of I, I employ people or I want to employ people and I gave them some, you know, created jobs and whatnot. Now I am in this state where I have no control over people meeting to trade because right now everybody is hiding instead of uh, when I say hiding I mean you are all social distancing (laughs) and staying home (laughs) Mm -hmm. but in terms of even trading you know not the amount of money that was there before is not there now because again you don't want to spend a lot of your money in something that you know if it was ending next week you could plan and be like by next week Tuesday I kind of like have some level of income will come in by the end of the month you know there's a way you can adjust to spending today with hope that tomorrow you'll get. Yeah. Now here, you have no hope of tomorrow you'll get, and yet you need to still spend today. <laughs> so I think mm-hmm. that makes it very difficult in terms of Mombasa market. Personally, as uh, I told you, my brain shut down. I got to a point where <laughs> I could not even understand what was happening in the market, whether, you know, say work from home, but we're in media. We generate mm. content by meeting people. Yeah. We have to interact with people. True. We have to go out and actually source you. <laughs> you know, you are <laughs> going to look for you like wherever it is you're hiding. Mm-hmm. And so if we can't access people, we can't find them, then that already just disrupted our market completely. We have no access to people. And yes, take it online is the next, uh, I'm sure the next yeah. thing you're going to ask me. Yeah, but um, That was the next topic <laughs> on how do we pivot as people are using that word 
pivot to take your business online if it's possible. I know people are promoting just go online, but not everything can be done online. So this is part of the new normal now. I what? Think <laughs> maybe as I keep throwing my hand here, maybe Josiah has an opinion about what's happening in the market. Eventually, everything, or let me say, a, la- a vast majority of our business will be online. It's just that, like you had mentioned, of there's a reason your why. Your personal business, or are you saying business in general? I, I think business in general. Mm-hmm. And especially the particular, like the business that us now we run, it's going to be online, clearly. Mm-hmm. It's just that also we need to remember that SMEs are called SMEs is a reason. Because the liquidity is a problem. Yeah, in terms of uh, getting the cash flow is a problem. So these are, are ideas that we can read online and we can like, let's, let's jump online. But those are resources. Those are we need capital investments, you know, you get, mm-hmm. if you're going to push those people to start working online, the writers, if you say, for instance, if us now we start getting our writers start working from their houses, from wherever, anytime they need to make movements, that's money. Mm-hmm. And you see, that's money before we would rely on an opportunity where people come to the office and you do this and that, you get. Another thing, we're in Kenya, bundles. Not everybody has Damn internet bundles. in their house, exactly. you know, yeah, let's yeah. not throw that out. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so... so. When when we speak of SMEs being able to pivot on the internet, it's a I can say it's a noble idea for us right now. It's a noble idea, practical. Mm-hmm. We are working towards it, mm-hmm. right? Because I'm trying to think of the the many customers we have, and these customers they are struggling. The fact that their workers were told to stay to work from home. Now, if they work from home, they need the customers to be in a particular place so that either they can activate the idea or sell the idea to the people. Now, how do you do that when people are closing their houses? What about online markets? You know, like we've always had physical markets. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's now where you start thinking of pivoting the new normal where online markets, as opposed to just being a thing you hear in New York <laughs> stock markets, <laughs> but online markets where, you know, if I go here, I will find people who have been buying from me when I was having a physical brick and mortar mm-hmm. premise, you know, so now we are now being forced to find online segments of market where you know if i walk around in this particular um, chat room or this particular group my people who i have been able to service previously are found there if i tell them about my product they're willing to buy from there you know like yeah it's totally now having to do a lot of market segmentation again but on the online space but it's so wide you know i mean (laughs) i think people are taking advantage of this whole pivot to online, the ones who are already set up to be online, mm. this they they're flourishing if they're selling a product that the people want. From what I'm seeing in the states, mm. especially like I know a few brothers who've sold health products for years, but since now people are being sick for the first time ever, their websites are selling out. Can you imagine health products? <laughs> you know, but he's so been dry for many years, so let's let maybe, maybe know. you know, yeah. So persevere. Yeah. So now. It's come to a point where people are not consuming nonsense that they don't need anymore. Yes. Mm. In a sense, you know? Like, especially with people not working as much or not the income level is different. So now they really, really have to spend on essential things. And right now, health is wealth, as we've always been saying. Mm. So people are spending money in those markets. What can I do to boost my immune system? What can I do to... Oh, my eating habits been terrible for all these years. I've been trying to do it. Now is the time to change it, you know? <laughs> so I think those people are, are thriving in this market, especially from the state's point of view. I don't know about here in Kenya because the numbers aren't as high as in the state. So people are not in that much of a panic. 
And I think for the most part, we also have a healthier lifestyle here in Kenya versus America. Yeah. So. I don't know. But everything everything can't go online. I definitely agree with that. You know, because one of the business I do is concert promotions. I see people going online doing their lives and yes. doing their shows, but yes. it's definitely not the same. It's not the same. It's not the same. It's not, it's the, not same. the same. No, no. Because you got to be inside. You have to hear someone yes. shout next to you. Like, you need to hear that house sound system. Yes. Like, not my speakerphone yes. or my laptop <laughs> speaker. You yes. need to hear that. Feel the bass when the, sure. when, the, when the drummer hit the kick. You need to feel it. <laughs> you know? And then also, I know we're social distancing, but when you're at a show, a concert, mm. The energy that the crowd's pulling out exactly. is infectious. Mm. You There's know, something so, about a live, concert. so a live concert where everybody's in that same mode mm. enjoying that. So I think this whole put everything online is very limited. <laughs> and, and and at some point we have to really rethink virtual concerts, huh? Virtual it, concerts. Virtual <laughs> concerts are not. It's not the same. It's not the same. Uh, virtual the same. events. The events. They. That's another place. Events have totally gone. No. The, yeah. The events are dead. And if DJs are going online begging for money on Cash App and and Impesa <laughs> payments. You know, so it's, it's definitely things have changed. You know, times have changed. And, and if you're not in a position. Like we were talking earlier, if you're in a position where you could just hold and watch what's going to unfold, that's the best thing to do right now. But how many can do that? Well, you know, everybody in life is in different positions. But mm. for the ones who can, who can just hold for a moment and mm. see where things are going and start to change wherever they're doing business-wise, it's maybe to pivot partially online or pivot to a whole new market that's going to emerging as we talk. You know, and then those for <coughs> whose businesses seem like they're not coming back at all, because you have that too. You <laughs> need to start looking up different ways, mm. uh, different ways to do business. <sighs> Nobody's hiring right now, so no you hiring. can't even say you get a job. And then I know in Kenya, you really don't have the the social system where like unemployment like we have in the states. So. Now here you either go back to your village if you have one. If you have one. <laughs> that's actually a social system. Yes, that's the social system. Yeah. If you do have a village somewhere you'd like to go back to, that's the best place now. I know? saw a picture of, <laughs> I don't know if it was a real thing, it was online, of parcels saying they're being sent from the countryside into Nairobi to feed the people in Nairobi. Yeah. Because they're not getting, because no money there, so they need food. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the way it is now. Now the people yeah. who... Many times you thought, what are they doing in the village? Those guys are the kings now. <laughs> they're the ones. <laughs> they're, who, uh, they're the kings. Actually, them, their life has not been disrupted because yeah. they have everything. They are doing whatever they need to do. They yeah. never the only thing they don't do is they're clubbing in the evening and things like that. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So they're the mm. ones who have the power right now. Can you imagine people in the, the village, people in the village? <laughs> who control the food source? See now, things that are essential have become the most important thing. Yeah. Nobody cares about what the latest. The rap star <laughs> gossip is no they want to know where my madafu was coming from oh, yes. <laughs> and can you send me some from kasumu because i'm starving in <laughs> nairobi <laughs> you know life has changed you know life has changed quite a bit i think yeah. it's changing for the better actually I, but I it's gonna be it's, it's gonna be a like rough this way it's gonna be a rough change though a lot mm. of things are gonna people have to shed certain things but i think it's going for the better. I actually look at it the same way. Like you see, when you've added weight and you need to go to the gym, 
you know you need to change you need to lose some weight now but before you go to that gym and mm. the first instances so i think this is that period where you're actually working out in the gym mm. you're trying to find out because you have these nice shoes you bought and you mm. realize i can't keep wearing <laughs> <this>. <laughs> i can't keep wearing this dress you get mm. so it, i think as a society you've come to that point of it's like i can say we're in that gym phase Yeah. Lifting that weight is not pleasant but you have to do it. You just start. Yes, you have to do it. You have to find that thing that really works. Mm-hmm. Otherwise you'll be among the few or the many who will be complaining but mm-hmm. everyone has moved on again. Yeah. Only the strong will survive, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, natural selection again. And the, what you're and saying? The meek, <laughs> and the big shall inherit the earth. The people in the Thank village. Thank you. The meek shall inherit the earth. Maybe we need to define meek right now so I can the know meek. if I'm on the on the side of the meek. <laughs> I can't define that for <laughs> you. That's a different topic, different discussion. Yeah. <laughs> But um, those things that we always hear in a subtle way, they're, they're now coming to make sense. This is Keeping It Kenyan, brought to you by Mombasa Magazine Podcast. Mombasa Magazine, inspiring the leader in you. So, did you hear in Madagascar, they've come up with a cure or a treatment, I should say, called uh, COVID Organics. It's a natural remedy made from natural herbs that grow out of the earth that anybody can do if they have access to these herbs. I'm not sure of the exact formula mix, but according to the president of uh, Madagascar, they have treated everybody with that and no one has died from corona in that country. So they have given it to all the school children and they've given it to like the elderly and the most vulnerable people in the population and have gone back to normal. They, they they were positive initially they were sick there's been a few sick but none of them died most of most of their sick have recovered so what they've done is they've given this organic uh covid organic solution to everybody in the nation basically to drink so abuse their immune system against it and there's nobody there to infect more people because their the airports are closed so you can't even enter the country mm. so So at this point you could say Madagascar is covid free. And there's another island in the Caribbean. I believe it was uh St. Lucia declared mm-hmm. the other day that they're mm-hmm. covid free also. Yes. Were so they also using organics? Uh I'm not really sure what they did to treat people there, but they had a very low they had low numbers. Uh, low numbers. Mm. You know, so the numbers that we're seeing are very questionable. Because there's mm-hmm. very unscrupulous tactics that are being <laughs> done to... <laughs> Excuse me. The, honestly, for me, that one, t- it's, it rubs on the wrong side of me. Because I'm like, to what if it was Germany that had come with the same solution? Just the same way everything is. Would you be saying the same things? What? What if German, the German chancellor said we have come with this... Organics. Yes, organic COVID, COVID organics. organics. Well, no, I'm talking about the numbers of infections around the world at, are questionable. But all the numbers in the world, everywhere, everything is questionable. Even yeah. in our own country. Yeah, it's questionable. Like, like, hmm. But like I said, the, the villager is king, you mm-hmm. know. So they've gone back to using things that we natural use. Natural herbs. Natural herbs, you know. Yeah. So the village is king. So the village in Madagascar... <laughs> <laughs> has done what they know best. They went back to what they knew and if it works for them then I think it's good. Well, it only rest. makes sense to do that because African countries don't produce chemicals. Mm. And these are what they use in vaccines, is chemicals. There's nothing natural in there or they synthesize something natural and make it a chemical. So we only could do what we do with what we have is natural. We have nature. Yeah. You know what I mean? So why try to follow 
something that we can't even do. We mm. have to import that chemical from China. For sure. <laughs> when we have all these beautiful leaves and herbs and shrubs and bushes. And it's actually been used for malaria treatment quite well. Quite well. Mm. For years. Centuries. <laughs> you know what I mean? As long as we've been on this earth, mm. Africans have been using natural remedies to cure each other. We've been, they've been demonized, been calling them witch doctors and bush doctors <laughs> by, you know, the West and so-called educated Africans have demonized these people. But, you know, they got the cure for something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's working. You know, so I like this big up Madagascar and what they're doing. That's a good job. You know, they say that they sent something over to Guinea-Bissau to start mm. treating their people over there. South Africa is requesting for the same south africa that he even he may even met with yuhuru so we'll see how that goes forward you know hopefully it's something that's working and it's true and that's something that africans can produce on their own and we mm -hmm. just use that to treat the COVID. you know um yeah so big up to them madagascar good job i want to talk about the guy in tanzania now <laughs> president <laughs> so this is something that's come up in the states a lot how accurate are these tests for the uh -huh. COVID-19 there's already been reports out there of false negatives and false positives yes. out there already in the states so that's why I would say you gotta question the number that they're saying are infected I'm not saying people aren't getting infected I'm not saying that I just question the number of how many people actually are infected. So the president of Tanzania mm. said that he questioned the quality of the tests that were sent to them. Of course, you know, China made these tests mm. that came into Africa. Jack Ma paid a lot of money to send that stuff here. But um, so he gave the testing people samples from a papaya, a goat, <laughs> and I think it was some other animal. Oh, yes. <laughs> One other animal he gave them samples for. The samples came back positive for COVID-19, <laughs> the papaya, <laughs> and the goats. <laughs> so he's questioning what's happening here. The goats are sick. Now the, does the goat and the papaya have corona? Or are these tests faulty? Or is there another agenda that's being played at hand? I think so. You know, mm -hmm. oh, I I have no comment on that one. No actually, <laughs> see, I I actually think that was a proactive step because you see, I think sometimes we, as a people, and uh, this is nothing against or nothing for racism and things like that. We need to be inquisitive mm -hmm. when anything is placed to you. Examine it. Look at it in all angles possible. Uh, of which him... It's not even a racist thing. It's a grown-up thing. I, I think Actually, because for me, I'm saying racist because yeah. how this thing has been taken prior has been like somebody's either against the Africans and things mm. like that. Me, I'm looking at it in terms of it's basically what anyone would do if you have a child. Yeah. You'd be like, you'd want to question it. Yeah. And if, especially if the numbers are rising, you'll be like, let's just give it a try. Let's give it to a good. Yeah, why <laughs> not? <laughs> 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 Who knows what's going to yes, happen? You never know what might you happen. You know, like really, you thought about everybody else and you landed the goat. You know, like all the things you could have chosen to test. The goat? <laughs> it's those things where... The papaya? Like, so for instance, for <laughs> Isaac Newton, when the apple... Was it an apple fell on his head? Mm -hmm. How would he have thought about it? <laughs> like people have been saying, what if it was a coconut? <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't have thought about nothing. Yes, after that. <laughs> about anything. You, you just throw it out there and you see what happens, right? <laughs> and uh, I think as a people, we need to be we need to be questioning things. 
Ah, for sure. I Not think, for the um, purposes of questioning, but questioning to want to find out, is it really fit for my consumption? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think one thing I've seen as a positive out of this whole corona situation, that you see that Africa has the capabilities and capacity to yes. manufacture their own stuff. Yes. You that, saw that's new 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 markets right there. Yeah. You know, new, new opportunities. Mar- yeah. Yeah. You know, and and it was just is it the and I, we spoke about this in past podcasts, is it the unwillingness of the government to help facilitate the growth of manufacturing on the continent? Or is it the people who had to drive that growth? You saw how certain places in um, Nairobi started manufacturing their own masks instead of waiting for a PPE to come from from China. You know, you have Senegal who developed their own testing kits and selling them for a dollar. So this is just showing, I think it's just showing Africa basically that it's really time to just stand up and be adults and take for care sure. of ourselves and manifest our own destiny without the interference or influences of outside parties who don't have our best interests our best interests you know this is keeping it kenyan brought to you by mombasa magazine podcast mombasa magazine inspiring the leader in you the opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the presenters they do not purport to reflect the opinions or views of mombasa magazine or crystal park media